0: Guys, it's Brooke Eagle here and we are live with another episode of the Forsyth Mag's podcast. And today, I have two special guests. I have Renee and Heath from True Lion Federal Credit Union. Hey guys. Hey there. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we Yes, thank you so much. We are via Zoom today, so I'm y'all get I get to see their faces, but you guys do not. <laughs> So before we get started with all the financial things, I have a couple of get to know you questions. Are y'all ready?
1: Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Bring them on.
0: (laughs) All right. Do you know what your love language is, Renee?
1: I did take that test at one point. I believe it's the one where um, other people do nice things for you. Acts of service. Okay. I think it's that one. There you go. Yeah. We have
0: acts of service, words of affirmation physical touch, gifts, and why do I always forget the last one? <laughs> what about you, Heath? What's your love language? I gave you four. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I took the test this morning, and I was quality
0: time. There you go. That might have been the fifth one that I, I didn't think that say. The fifth yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I love the love language thing because Dr. Gary Chapman is local to Winston-Salem, and it is like an international amazing thing. So, okay. Next question, Renee, what motivates you?
1: Oh, wow. Um, what motivates me is, uh, in work, um, is helping nonprofits and helping people in our community improve their local communities. Um, you know, at TrueLiant, we're about improving lives, but I get excited about, uh, helping our nonprofit partners, uh, strengthen what they're doing. That that's what, Keeps me going. Awesome, I love that,
0: Heath. What about you?
2: I really enjoy like Renee working for an organization that gives me a lot of sense of purpose. I didn't really know much about credit unions before I started working for Trelion. I guess it was about seven years ago, and and I'm, I feel like we work to use finance to make a difference in people's lives. So so I believe I believe in what I'm doing, and that that that's a big motivating factor.
0: Yeah. If you don't believe in what you're doing, that's not good. So I, I totally agree with you there. Okay. Last question. What three items would you take with you to a deserted Island?
1: Wow. Uh, well, (laughs) it's a great question. You know, I think immediately I would say, um, my dog, uh, Scarlett, she's sitting right over here. Oh, uh, uh, my child, (laughs) um, uh, Leah, um, who's, uh, 30, I still like her right now. So that's good. And my husband of, um, one year, so I got married during COVID. Congratulations. Um, my, yes. Uh, my husband, Gary Rohrer, he works at old Salem and, um, I would probably take him. Now, if I couldn't take people, that would be a little different. Um, I would probably take music cause I'm very passionate about music. Um, and I don't know what else I would take. Um, potato chips, maybe. <laughs> a <little> potato chip. <laughs> I like it. What kind of dog do you have? Uh, she is a Chihuahua Terrier. Oh,
0: dog, dogs mm-hmm. are the best. Yes. <laughs> All right, Heath, what are your three items that you're taking, things or people that you're taking with you?
2: I would, I would definitely take my wife.
0: <laughs> I'm sure she'd be happy to hear that. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> she wouldn't be happy about it, but, <laughs> but um, I'll do <laughs> I would take my, my wife. Um, I would probably take a lighter and a, and a knife.
1: And if oh, I can't so take my
2: wife, I guess I'll take like a volleyball. <laughs> like, um, it's, like <laughs> the, it's like the movie. What's that movie? Castaway.
0: Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. hilarious. I like it. That's very practical. You know, you got to have fire. Yeah yeah I like it. All right. well thanks for playing along. Okay, so let's dive into the the fun stuff, the financial stuff. Renee, can you tell me a little bit about the True Liant Financial education grants?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, so uh, it's a program that um, that we started um, back in 2016. Uh, True Liant um, reached a milestone in terms of the number of members. We reached uh, 200,000 members. And today we're at 267-ish thousand members. But at wow. um, the time to celebrate um, reaching such a milestone, um, the credit union decided to make a, a pledge of $200,000 um, to give back to our public schools in terms of um, advancing financial education. Now, at the time, North Carolina did not have um, any sort of standard. Uh, graduation standard for students um, learning personal finance. Um, so, uh, you know, in doing the research prior to back in 2016, um, prior to uh, launching the program, I was really shocked that a lot of a lot of um, banks or other financial institutions weren't um, sort of in the space of providing grants to teachers who wanted to advance financial education. So, what we decided to do was. Uh, make that pledge of $200,000 over five years um, to public school teachers, grades six through 12, um, in communities where we have True branches. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the name says financial education grants, and it is about financial education. We also supply grants through that same program um, in the topics such as business, marketing, entrepreneurship, economics and um, career development because those are all intertwined. So when you can um, help teachers teach, uh, whether it's personal finance or it's um, investments or entrepreneurship, you're helping those students really grasp um, the, you know, what they need to be successful and financially independent adults. Um, And so what what we know from the research Um, that just recently came out from the Council of um, Economic Education uh, across the country. What we know is that students that take at least one semester of personal finance or something to do with financial education, it could be credit, borrowing, something like that, while they're in high school, um, they are significantly more likely to have a budget as an adult, you know, know how to save money um, and know how to deal with their student loans. Um, You know, when we talk about student debt, uh, and college debt. So we know that this is um, something that uh, is really important um, to school students and should be taught. Um, and so now, you know, we're happy that, you know, we've had the five years of the, of the 200000 We have exceeded $200,000 um, over wow. the past five years. And now North Carolina has a standard for teaching personal finance, um, starting with the class of 2024. So these students that are in high school, we're going to um, have that advantage. So um, we're really proud of yeah. everything that's happened in the last five years in regards to financial education. You should be.
0: So about how many schools have you guys helped over the last five years?
1: Well, um, it's more than 40. <laughs> it's I think it's closer to 50. I actually didn't add it all up this morning. That's shame on me. But um, it, it, across our footprint, right? So we're talking about um uh, we cover Greenville, uh, upstate area, South Carolina, um, of course, Charlotte and the Piedmont Triad area is where and North Carolina is where we are. We have the most branches and most communities, but then we're also in Southwest Virginia. So, you know, school systems from Alamance, Burlington um, schools to Charlotte, Mecklenburg, of course, Forsyth, Winston-Salem, Forsyth, Guilford, Randolph. I mean, we've supported schools in all of these um, areas, throughout the life of the program. That's awesome.
0: What do you think, you know, you personally, what do you think are a couple of the biggest, um, not misconceptions, but things that the kids in schools today need to be learning, but are not that are related to finance?
1: Yeah, well, there's a couple of things I would say. First of all, another thing that we know as it relates to, to teachers in our schools is that, you know, teachers didn't grow up taking classes in personal finance. So they are... Um, teaching uh, information that they may not have mastered themselves um, in their own personal finances. And we're seeing that now as um, these teachers begin to implement the personal finance uh, state standard um, starting very soon. Um, But I I saw a statistic um, a a couple of years back, and I think it's still relevant today, that um, parents Also, are more likely to want to have that conversation about the birds and the bees with their children than talk about money. And if you think about that, if you actually stop and think about if your parents actually talked about money or or were you just sort of aware of your financial um, condition as a family based on what you spent your parents spent money on. But parents don't really sit down and have that type of conversation with their students. So so there's a lot of different things that are playing into what what teens need to know. But to answer your question, um, certainly about credit borrowing. um, Because not only is it an impact impacting them when they go off into the world, whether it's college or community college or trades or to the military, they're going to have to understand eventually um, what how credit works and how credit cards work, um, but also how loans um, and interest and all of that works. And a lot of times um, our students are, they believe that they know, you know, like teenagers, they think they know, right? <laughs> They don't know what they don't know. And so that's how they sometimes get in trouble is, you know, taking on credit cards that have such a high interest rate that they, you know, if they extend themselves on that, they really are facing years of having to pay that back because they are not paying attention to things like the interest rates. And um, so we, I mean, those are, you know, also a budget. I mean, we know that uh, less than half of Americans right now have a budget. Wow. Wow. is shocking. And, uh, but the same amount of people, so less than half, um, do not have adequate savings, like emergency savings. And um, we believe that by helping teachers um, provide this type of education to their students, however is best for them to do that in their classroom, is going to really have an impact on whether or not students have a budget and know something about saving and credit by the time they're adults. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gosh, I think that's so important. I know when I was in school, which was not all that long ago, there was definitely a huge lack of financial education. Um, I'm blessed that my parents were really like put the fear of God in me about credit cards (laughs) and not having too too much debt in that way. And they always told me, you know, to pay an extra mortgage payment every year to take several years off your mortgage. So it sounds like I was in the minority of of uh, being financially educated by my parents, but yeah, the school system, and it's not their fault. They, like you said, the teachers didn't have the information either. So I think that's so amazing that you guys have taken that initiative um, to teach teach our future how to manage their money. I love it.
1: Yeah, and you know, one interesting thing broke about the um, program. So, so the statistic, like na- nationwide, is that um, only about 20% of teachers are teaching financial education in some way and what I have found in delivering the grant program on behalf of TrueLiant to teachers um, here in North Carolina in particular is that it's a range of teachers that want to incorporate um, this type of curriculum into their overall lessons. And I've seen everything from AP teachers, AP math teachers, who, you know, at the end of the year, the AP test is actually in May, and they have like this entire month where they are not, they don't have any subject um, information that they actually have to to teach to, because the test has already taken place. So they wanted to incorporate personal finance into, you know, just teaching it that last month of the year. Um, Everything from that to to uh, teachers that work with our occupational um, course of study students. So these are um, students that have some type of um, disability or limitation that uh, allows them to, they're actually gonna remain in the high school setting until they're a bit older than 18. Um, But while they're in the high school setting, they are trying to learn everyday social skills life skills um, including budgeting because they are likely to go right from high school into a job if they are able to do that if they have the physical ability to do that and so they're they're learning everything from how how to make something on campus that the teachers can purchase um, so you know we've we've just seen of teachers that are attempting to incorporate financial education into every day teaching, and it's not just the career and technical teachers or the economics teachers. This is, you know, teachers, we've got, you know, count student counselors, you have know, people across the board who see the need and have an idea and are, are really focused on what they're trying to do to make a difference for their students. I love and we that. Love-
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that.
1: So you said you had a 13 year old daughter for
0: any of our parents that are listening in. What are a couple of things that you are teaching her right now in the finance world that uh, other parents can can take take a note and do the same?
1: (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, that's great. Uh, Great question. She, um, you know, one of the things we've been working on recently, uh, I've been working on with her is um, how to earn basically a paycheck. Um, and so around the house, um, you know, some parents tend to give their, their children an allowance, you know, for doing chores. I approached it a little bit differently where every month she, she starts out with, um, $30 a month that that's her paycheck. Now, if she, um, if she makes mistakes or if she, you know, doesn't do some of the chores that she's supposed to do um, or, you know, acts out, you know, you know how teenagers are, then um, amounts are deducted from her paycheck. And so at the end of the month, she may get the full $30 or she may get, you know, $24 or, you know, $20 based on what her attitude has been. And, and then I'm teaching her the savings, right? So then at the end of the month, regardless of how much money she has, she tells me what she thinks she would like to purchase with that money. And there's always a savings component to it. She never spends the full amount. So then we talk about, okay, well, with your $24, you're going to buy this for $20. And then that extra $4 is going to go where, and we have a savings account for her and it goes into the savings account. So right now at her age, She's not really ready for the borrowing and the credit conversation yet, but we're just focusing on saving and earning money, you know, Um, and in a fun way. I mean, she looks forward to it the whole month. She's like, here's the things I've decided I want to get with my money. And I'm like, well, you keep making good choices and you'll be able to get the full amount of your paycheck. So this is the conversation that we have in our home.
0: I love that. I love that. That's awesome. And I mean, that's really true and will help her when she does have her real job because you things come up throughout the month that are unexpected expenses. And then good things come up too. When you work extra hard at at doing particular
1: things, you have that bump in your paycheck. (laughs) Right, exactly. And she does get a bonus for doing extra things that I don't have to ask her to do. So so she sometimes that motivates her some weeks. It doesn't motivate her, of course. But um, yeah, that is sort of built into this system that we have at, at, at my house. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So
0: we have about five more minutes. But do you have anything that is about TrueLiant that you want to that you want to tell our listeners that's maybe different about other banks and things like that?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Reliant is, uh, well, credit union in general is very different from a bank. I'm going to let my friend Heath join me in this part of the conversation. Yeah, too, I because think that's
0: a great a great point. People, A lot of people don't know the difference between a credit union and a bank. So for those who don't, give us a quick one-on-one.
1: Um, yeah, so I'll start it off and Heath, you can jump in. So um, a credit union, I mean, the major difference between a credit union and a bank is that credit unions are owned by um, the people who have their money invested in the credit union. So it's not a shareholder situation where a group of people at the top are going to make money um, off of the decisions that the bank makes. This is a uh, democratically controlled, um, and I don't mean political party, I mean democratically controlled organization where everyone that has $5 in in a credit union, in our credit union, has the opportunity to vote for board members, you know, to fully participate in the process. So um, also credit unions are more, uh, you know, we're more, um, I would say at the ground level, like we know everybody's name. I mean, I don't, but like our branch staff, when people walk in, they know people's names, they treat them individually and not as a number. And um, we also tend to have better rates, uh, lower rates um, on auto loans and different products than uh, than banks do. Um, but, you know, another uh, Uh, we have like credit union principles, all credit unions have credit union principles. And one of those is a commitment to the community. So we are, to Reliant, I believe, uh, very focused on the community and all different aspects of what we are trying to do in community affairs, you know, to improve the communities, like I mentioned earlier. Um, I know Heath's probably got a couple more differentials between a credit union and a bank. Did I do a good job? Yeah, let's hear you it. You did, you
2: did. Yeah. <laughs> Bre- Renee did a great job of explaining the differences, and I, and I can give a little background on TrueLiant. Um, we, were, we were founded in 1952 as RadioShop's credit union to serve workers at Western Electric here in Winston-Salem. After World War II, um, there was a big explosion in the number of credit unions um, nationally, and so TrueLine has been around for for 70 or so odd years. We were part of a, a – we've grown consistently throughout that time, like Renee said, up to 267,000 um, member owners. In the 90s, we were part of a big court case that expanded credit union membership at the national level. Um, so TrueLine's been involved in a lot of political – um, efforts that have helped to to grow the amount of members that credit unions can have over the years, um, so the, the, those are some of the reasons why why there's also a, a lot of sense of pride in the organization um, that, that she and I uh, work for. But but I think a lot of what she said about people helping people uh, being a big part of our mission. We we work to make to help our members make smart financial decisions. And that's, that's one of the, the big reasons why the financial education grants was such a good fit for us.
0: Yeah, because you got to start there. You got to start with the kids. <laughs> so before we finish up, tell us how we can find True Lion on, tell us your website, social media, where your Winston branch is located, all that good stuff.
2: We have all, most of our social handles are, are at True Lion, So you can come and see us on social media. And we share a lot of, financial, helpful financial content, you can visit us at truliant.org. We just launched a new website, uh, last year and we have locations in Clemens. We have locations, three locations in, um, and we have locations at North point at Haynes mall and, uh, downtown Winston Salem. And we've also got one in Kernersville. We have a total of 31 locations. Wow. Um, so
0: Awesome. Well, I love what you guys are doing for the community. I love the financial education piece of it. I think that's so important. And I appreciate y'all for for sharing that with us and with our listeners.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Brooke, for having us. We love to talk about financial education,
0: as you can tell. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And as always, you can find Forsyth Mags on social media as well, at Forsyth Mags and on our website, ForsythMags.com. That is a wrap for today.